0: Hey, sweetheart, I am up at 3.34 in the morning and I've actually been up since one something this morning and God will always deposit something on the inside of me to release in the atmosphere because that's what's taking place. And it's so amazing that God does that. And what's happening is Satan is looking in our past and trying to find Things that were very challenging for us to let go, to try to position those things right before us again, just so we can take our eyes off of God. See, the thing is, we are aware that Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. We are aware when God is doing something good, Satan trying to bring trouble our way. We are aware of the works of the enemy. We are aware... We're aware, but the thing about it is, when it's starting to come to play around us in our lives as a distraction, we begin to see it for what it really is and not just say it for what it is, that's when it really hits the fan for you to continue to stand. That's like saying, I know God's a healer. I know he is, I know. I give praise because I know. I give thanks because I know. But when I feel that sudden pain in my body or get that certain doctor's report that agree with the pain in my body, even my attention, my eyes, my ears, if they're not continuing to be on God in his way of what he said or concerning anything, it's going to be me encountering what I'm looking at. What I pay my attention to, what you pay your attention to, that's what we're going to have. When God said you're going to have whatever you say, you can say things in your mind. You can say things through agreement with your sight, with your vision. You can agree with the things you hear. And then goes the demonstration. Satan is really trying to look in people's past And see what area in their life was more challenging to let things go. Yeah, they heal from it, but if I position them, you know, back in that place by having them to take their focus off God to get them out of position so they can't receive yeah we are aware that we keep our eyes on God that we see it through that we receive all that God has we know that what we also have to know is we live from a world that we cannot physically see All power belongs to God. All power, every good thing originates from this world we cannot see. And that is what we need. We can never be focused on the natural way of anything. If we take our focus off God, we put our attention somewhere else. Even do a conversation with somebody. It can happen so fast in the blink of an eye. You can feel so peaceful. No burdens on your back. Casting every care upon God. Because you know he cares that much for you. And here come a phone call. Somebody's crying about their problems. Their bills. Their relationship. Their children. And you take their problem and put it on your back. Now you begin to look at how they look at things. It can happen so quick, so Suddenly. In this time, in this hour, we have to be aware to stay focused to never ever become distracted again. Even by those who we love, we cannot be distracted. Even though we are a used vessel to release God's word upon somebody and receive God's word from somebody. We have to continue to keep our eyes on God at all times. I gave you that the scripture Matthew what was it twenty five, the beginning of the passion about the ten virgins, so much to be learned in that you know teaching. It didn't happen. He was just allowing us to see what heaven is like. It gave us an example. It's not about Christ denying the, the five that walked away. You saw what you know what's so amazing is that he stayed. He stayed. Even though they had to knock on the door. He didn't go away to the point they didn't never they didn't see what happened. It wasn't as if they went away to get oil and come back and the other fight were gone. They saw they went in. So they began to knock to go inside themselves as well. And by said, I never knew you. Like I said yesterday, because you should have stayed. Stay focused. Knowing Christ better than that. He would not turn anybody away. But you left to go get. Because you was focused on the oil more than the bridegroom. They were entering into a Celebration. It wasn't going to be a dark celebration, so you didn't really need no oil. You didn't need no lamp. A lot of times we're focusing on the wrong thing. There's so many messages in that passage. We gotta keep our eyes on God like never before. Keep our attention on Christ like never before you go from joyful to sad. Just that fast. Glad in it to mad in it. Just that fast. No one can take anything that we don't give away. Satan cannot do anything we don't allow him to do. He's trying to bring up old issues. To get us out of position. Trying to reposition old trauma and tragedies in front of us it could be somebody that went home to be with the Lord that we really care about he'd try to bring guilt in your face and shame in your face or it could have been better or it didn't have to happen in so many ways he could try to gain our attention he'd know not to use a stranger to do it because you could care less of somebody you don't know He's going to use those who you see every day. We got to really evaluate ourselves. Didn't I say that? That's what's going to happen this season. A lot of self-evaluation. Because a lot of times we are helping others and not even knowing that we need to be helped. And God sent help our way and we're so in denial due to us being so used to release, we're not even receiving. To become better. We have to be aware of the unawares and how can you be aware of the unawares is by staying focused on God, stay focused on Christ. We look to the left and the right too many times. How do you know what kind of trouble, you know, on each side if you're not looking? It doesn't matter what's there. We focus on persecution and hardships and who's against me and I, people trying to stop me. Focusing on all of that, but you and I are the overcomers. During this time, stay focused. If it's not pleasing unto God, it should not be pleasing unto you. If it's not what God would say, then don't you say it either. And I start with myself. Everywhere you go you see like God Everywhere you go you hear like God Because you are encountering God daily You dwell in his presence You don't dip and dip out You don't tune in and tune out You don't praise when you want something You don't just praise because you know something You worship You worship Worship is living from a place where we originate from, heaven. Worship, believing, and only believing. That is worship. Worship is not doing a dance, singing a song. That's praise. Worship is intimacy spiritually. Worship is saying Lord I believe But help my unbelief Due to honesty Sincerity Because you, grat- you you, so grateful Showing gratitude Knowing that God is And not just saying that God is You can see the difference There's a difference of those Who focus on God And those who focus off and on You can see the difference of a believer and a non-believer. You can see the difference of those who use their faith and those who waver. There is a difference. That's why God said people will know you according to your fruit. There is a difference. Satan can't stand that we can identify his plan and cast it down due to declare and decree and it be established unto us. He can't stand it. It's amazing how God will wake me up to, to tell me, to help me to feel what Satan is doing to the body but will never succeed because he prevailed not. So let me say what he's trying to do. If I get their attention, if I can bring this back up, or if I can bring this person back around. And sometimes so quick, it can happen so fast, and we realize we became bothered again. We became moved again. We became angry again. The people we forgave, have forgiven, we back mad again. Things that we let go, we thinking about again. Went from praising to now worrying and being angry again. Went from joy to sorrow again. nor we heal to receiving the sickness again. we have to stay that was the purpose of the testimony of Christ just giving an example of what it's like to receive the kingdom of heaven stay focused don't look back but you can testify for what he bought you from and never forget To testify where you are. And also what he's bringing you into. Many of us become disturbed so fast. And we all know what it's like. To not see it coming. But know that we have an enemy. That's pressing back and forth like a roaring lion. See what early in our life he can devour. We're aware of that. But when it starts approaching us. Suddenly. It's like we forget that theology. If we focus on God, we have no time or no attention to put nowhere else. So in this time, sweetheart, God has had me to say, we have to only, only look to him. Only listen to him. Only be with him. Only dwell with him. Only. There is nothing else. you're focusing on what's on the left and the right. You know something there. But because you have your eyes only on God, you always supersede in all that you do. You can wake up and all of a sudden, Satan try to confront you with burdens on your back. Thinking about numbers and all kinds of things. Your well-being and what's coming to pass and to look forward to and he can even have anxiousness to try to creep up and that's the opposite of patience we have to be found faithful to possess keeping our eyes on him all the day long so you can try to have someone come around you and just pluck 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 your nerve that's why we gotta bear much more fruit I have so much kindness You can't pluck my nerves. I got so much generosity. You can't pluck my nerves. And what keeps us in a place to bear much more is keeping our focus and attention on God because God is always doing something new. God is never at a standstill. He barely stands still. We hear the testimonies in the word all the time. The do's and the don'ts. Like Christ said, blessed are those who believe and have not seen. Blessed are those. Blessed are those. Blessed are those. We're not moved by an earthly feeling. But we are moved By feeling the encounter of God. Experiencing what it's like. To dwell in his presence. And have him take great care of us. In every area of our lives. And those who are around us. Sweetheart I don't know about you. But I've been lied on by those close. I've been disrespected. Rejected. And it hurt so bad so bad and satan knows that it hurted me so bad because they waited till i was in the most vulnerable state in my life and the things that i was accused of everybody who know me know quinnisha janice Hill would never do anything like that anymore. for those who i looked up to for those who i love how can you betray me such a way But Christ never said that to Judas. How you can betray me? He called him out before he did it. By choosing him in the beginning, because no one else was bold enough to do it, but Judas. In order for him to be resurrected, he had to be crucified. In order for him to be crucified, he had to be betrayed. So who's bold enough to get me betrayed? To have me betrayed? Judas. Judas. So who was bold enough in your life to betray you in order for you to be resurrected? Which means what was set up for you to fall, it positioned you to prosper more than you ever have before. We cannot focus on the physical anything when it comes to spirituality. We can't focus on the hurt, on the trauma and the pain. That's sorrow. It takes the attention off of God's glory that we are still here in spite of. I heard somewhat of your testimony, but I really want to hear it from your mouth about you, you know, God sparing you from a a major storm. Weather that was very tragic. That caused major damage where you from. Naturally. Your hometown. I didn't want to hear all of it. But I heard enough to know And look at God. So many other things. Satan don't just start with our childhood or our teenage years or adulthood or younger adulthood. He tried to take us out in our mother's womb. <laughs> Hallelujah. Trying to take me out so many times, even in my dream. Just the look in Satan's eyes is so disturbing because they're wide and they're filled with nothing but hate. Hate, pure hate. And that would never ever change. To constantly see hate in the eyes of a demon who used to be an archangel. What a testimony. We can't focus on what happened, we just thank God that we made it through. So many things that were told on me, done unto me. And Christ always say, what happened to you happened to me. So who was that person that was in your life that denied you many times? Because Christ said, what you go through, I went through first. And he was denied. Who denied you many times? And Christ is a perfect example on how to respond. Not to be troubled, but know it's for the glory. Know it's for the glory. How many times have you surrounded yourself by people or even yourself and say words as you believe God and something come up and behind your closed doors, you really trying to stir yourself up to believe. Instead of making a daily confession unto God. Lord I believe but help my unbelief. Let me tell you how important it is to ask in this season. It eliminates us from doubt. (laughs) God is not upset if you ask him. What he said concerning you. But the thing is know who you're talking to when you ask. You ask from a place of faith and not from a place of doubt. Don't ask him saying as if he's sure about what he said. You come to God knowing that he is. For an example, if God said anything to me about, let me give an example, anything, you're going to get a brand new car. Okay, God. I know that you said that. That's already in my heart. That's what you said. It's not me going to God. God, um, am I going to get the car? That's saying that you don't believe. Father, I know it's what you said. I believe you, but it don't look like it. Can you give me a right now word concerning your promise that you've spoken to me? And he will. Confirm it every time because you ask with faith and not with doubt. I never asked God about you since God told me about you. I never asked God about you. I never asked God, is this what you say it is? I never asked God, is this what you said it is? Is him God or. I never questioned him. Even though. I don't have any. Natural proof. Because you actually never said. That you heard anything from God. In my presence. No matter how much you demonstrated. You never physically said those words to me. But because I can discern, I came this far. Because I used my faith, it brought me this far. It brought you the healing. My faith brought me the healing. It brought us, you know, exceeding. It brought us the developing, the quickening, the sharpening, the joy. My faith brought us this far. Because you already know. But you never said to me. And no one else ever did either. No one came to me and said, Dwight said. Or your husband is Dwight. Your name was never mentioned. No matter what else was mentioned about it, your name wasn't. And by you being, you know, angry in the beginning, you deny. You denied. You never said, you know, you heard me me, you know, it's wrong. But yeah, it is true. It is what God said. You never gave me that satisfaction. Turn the music off. You never gave me that satisfaction. Never did. You know why? Because God was having me. To go up higher and by coming up higher, excuse me, coming up higher and only believing. That's all he wanted me to do was believe. From a world that I cannot see. Much more. Because I have to grab from that world to bring it here. You understand? I'm talking to you this whole time. It don't show your name if it's actually you, the listener. But I can discern that it's you. You know why? Because discernment comes from the world that I come from, which I physically cannot see. Look how far faith brought me with you. It brought me to the point of stepping in my outcome. Because I took steps of faith to receive the outcome, which was never physically said to me. You should be honored to marry a woman who only believe. I'm trying to tell you. When God say many are handpicked, but only a few is chosen, it have nothing to do with what he did. It has everything to do with our believing in him. It's not nothing saying that only I'm looking and searching and I'm only going to pick this. God is no respectful person. He's referring to our believing in him. He's only able to perform in those who are open and positioned to have him to be seen and heard and demonstrated. Because there are many people who making themselves look like a fool. And it's not God to be made out of fool. because God is a man that he shall not lie. So how many people are actually misrepresenting him and how can we misrepresent God when we bear no fruit and how can we bear fruit by connecting to the vine? We cannot live without the vine. I love how Christ, you know, put himself in the situation. I mean, excuse me, put himself in example to give us as being the vine. Because the only way we can flourish is being in him, being connected. And to stay connected is to stay focused. Satan will try to pluck your nerves, send people to distract you. You already know that. I'm already aware of that. But when it comes knocking on our door, are we going to let it in? We cannot let it in. You can hear all this good word, so can I. And receive one piece of mail coming to your mailbox. And it could be false. Put your name on it. What? was this? And all of a sudden, worry kick in, panic kick in. Uh-oh, what? We could become distracted so fast. Somebody could come and maliciously call you and bring up something that happened in the past because they know you walking in peace and try to rob you of it. Would you let them? You know why I love the friends that you have, the ones who've been with you the entire time? Because they are trustworthy as friends. They would never do that. They would never open themselves up for Satan to use them to be a stumbling block in your life. And many people have friends who do that every day. You better thank God that you are favored to have friends like that. And I don't mean your entire friendless. I mean the ones that I know. Thank God for them. I mean it. And it's coming from the kingdom. That is God saying to me to say to you so you can get what I'm really saying. Be glad in it. Because everybody don't have that. There are people who have friends that support in their wrongs. And all of them looking wrong. The five that went away to get more oil. If they took one out of the four. I mean, excuse me, one out of the five to say, let's stay here, at least we stay. because you know what, if I was in a celebration, you're on your way to meet the bridegroom to enter into a celebration, you don't need a lamp for that, <laughs> you only needed a lamp to get you to the celebration, because it got dark, because you didn't know the hour or the time, but when you woke up, <laughs> that's when you realized, you know, your oil went out. In so many ways beside that. Had you stood next to the ones who had the lamps. Get your mind off the lamps. (laughs) Get your mind off what you don't have. (laughs) And see what you do have. (laughs) You have an invitation for the bridegroom to show up. Nothing should get in the way of that. Nothing. They were looking at the wrong thing. And what they didn't have could have stood next to those who did have the lamps. It wouldn't even matter if you didn't if you was in the dark. You know he's gonna show up and you're gonna see him when he do. You didn't need the lamp to get in the party to get in the celebration. <laughs> they just wanted to have it because they were waiting there, and it got dark. But you gotta be so desperate. Even though it seems like it's dark around you, you still feel what light that you still can see around you. (laughs) Because the world we come from, (laughs) you can see, you can hear, and you can understand. In the natural world, you got to physically have something to know something. Hallelujah. So during this time, This day, God is speaking to me this morning. Stay focused. Stay focused. I don't know why my stomach growling this early in the morning. (laughs) Stay focused. Hallelujah. Stay focused. Stay focused. Let that just play in your ear and echo in your ear all day. Stay focused. Every time you think of me, stay focused. Hear that in your ear. Every time you think of me, hear it in your heart. Stay focused. You want to get a word from God for me? Stay focused. Just because you're not positioned to look back, don't mean that your attention is not backwards. Stay focused. Hallelujah. Stay focused. Don't just see your promises as the only what God has spoken to you. See more far than that. Because it's so much bigger than that. God had me standing on his throne and look at everything he made at the same time. It's so much bigger than us. So much bigger than that. And we've been given eyes that's so much bigger than the natural eyes can ever see. So see what your spiritual sight so much more today. See. Hear so much more. Hear from the world you originate from. So you can know how to demonstrate. The friends you have in your corner will never call you to disturb you. Will never put worry in your mind or in your heart. If anything, they'll tell you to stay focused. Everybody's friends are not saying that. People have parents that's not even saying that. And some only have parents in their you know, reach to help them get farther where they are. Spiritually. And still not saying what your friends are saying to you. So be glad that you have friends like that. We all need the growth. We all are growing. But there are certain things that people do and people don't. Your friends would never do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There are family members being stumbling blocks in their own members way. They got people, you ever been to church and and you see somebody prospering and you see how God moving in their life and they just going far fast. And you mention to somebody else, you'd be like, look at them, they blessed. And somebody said something like, yeah, I'd be happy too if I had money like that. Or just say something that, you know, can try to put a dab to the, the mood, you know. And you looking like, you know, like you don't have to say that. <laughs> Let's get that out of our vocabulary, hating on one another. If we so focused on love, love covers all things. A lot of times we say, I love my haters and I, I love. So if you love those who hate you, what sense does that even make? What I mean by that, you love when somebody hate on you, thank you, Holy Spirit, not love those who hate you, but loving the fact that somebody is hating you. What sense does that make? That's pride. That's arrogance. And God cannot move and will not move in the midst of that. We should not want no one to envy or be jealous because God has something for them too. And if we want someone to be jealous and put them in a position to be out of position, then we're not loving them as we're supposed to. And if we don't love them, we don't love ourselves. And if we don't know what love is, then we don't know God. Been up since one something this morning. And people will be sent to do all kinds of things. But you have to know it's position you to become better. You can't look at what's happening. You gotta look at where you're going because of what's happening. During this time, I said to you yesterday, in this season, you're going to hear a lot about, you know, words that revolves around self-evaluation. You know you where you're supposed to be if you're focused. Are you troubled by what goes around you or what goes on? Are you bothered? Are you angry? I mean, what issues do you need to get floated to the surface? I mentioned that to you days ago. And that's going to be said a lot in this season. If you focus on God, which I know you are, sweetheart, you can determine the seasons. And that's what Christ said. But he said to those who so moved by what they physically see, foolish are you? You're only going off the natural seasons, not even aware of what season you actually in spiritually. We just exit a season of Knowing that we are working progress to, you know, admit the mistakes. See, in that process, we admit it that we do make mistakes. That's a huge success to admit what you're doing. To admit it. Because many will not be in denial. Knowing that it's a lie, but still rather be in denial. And some so blinded by deceit that they really believe in the things that need to be denied. And we exit out of the season of admitting that we make mistakes to now we are in a season starting now (laughs) where we are learning from them. And how do we learn from them? By putting them behind us and keeping focus on God to receive all that he has for us originally. That's all God wants to do. Show us who we really are. Because we live in a world that's trying to tell us who we are not. And because we go off our physical senses a lot, we believe it. We all have been there. Hallelujah. We don't listen to the world way of doing things so long. God got to do some sharpening within us. And it all starts with self-evaluation. Now we are admitting the mistakes were wrong. Now we're learning from them. Now never revisit, excuse me, revisit those mistakes again. I'm not saying you would never make a mistake, but those mistakes that you let go, you don't ever have to revisit. You don't ever have to revisit. It's your choice. If you forgave those who hurt you, you don't have to go through that process. You don't ever have to go through that process ever again. Excuse my words, speaking so fast, I have to slow it down. It's so much to come out. And I just thank you for helping me by praying for me to slow down. I'm trying. Oh, God, I am, sweetheart. I, I am. There's just so much to come out. It's like, it's you know, it's sitting there. Even if I got to, you know, slow down and talk slow just to get it out, that's fine. Just get it out. I can't walk around with word that has to come out. I can't sit on praise that need to come out. I can't just sit on faith that need to come out. I can't sit on good deeds that need to come out. I can't sit on trusting God and only believing without it coming out. Everything on the inside working its way on the outside. And that will bring some change in our lives. It has to come out. My believing in God, it is shown because it's coming out. My faith in God is shown, so it's coming out. You can see me being focused because in my heart, my eyes and my attention are only on him. And it has came out because it's clearly seen. I am focused. We know we look like to watch someone be focused. Because they are not moved. Hallelujah. God had me. And will have us to do things out of the norm. And he has done that just about my entire life on many occasions to do what many wouldn't do. Because you know I'm bold. And when you're bold and not caring about what people are gonna say or think, when you're risking to be humiliated for his name's sake. He can use you to do this and do that and go there and go that place. And God will send me somewhere and many will be like, "You know, I love being around you, but you make me feel uncomfortable." And I can feel how some people feel uncomfortable around me. It's not cuz they issues Throw it up. Our Sharpest are. I need you just as much as you need me to continue to grow. But what make the people feel uncomfortable is because they position to be bold, and many not ready to be bold to take that risk. And it causes them to feel by knowing where they really are spiritually, feeling some kind of way. Some may feel ashamed, some may feel embarrassed. But it's not for you to feel any of that. It's for you to make the change. God, when you just need to show up and have somebody to see where they really are. If they have them see that they're just a seer and not a doer. God will have you to show up somewhere and have someone to feel by looking at you. I got to come up higher. It might believe me. Without you even saying anything. And because things, you know, people, you know, feel and things be exposed in your presence because of the presence on the inside of you. That's why he say when you encounter God, your life will never be the same, because it's always change, present, good change. Even when your status change is good, going from single to married, that's change, but that's good change. And with God, every change is good, it's increased. And many want increase, but God will have you to show somewhere to have them to feel that they're not really ready for what they're asking for. And wherever I go, God will float up and have people to feel they're not using their fruit by walking in fruit. Because attitudes will come out immediately in my presence for no apparent reason at all. A lack of faith will show up present. That's how iron sharpens iron. You step up to somewhere that needs to be sharpened. Some people don't want to be sharpened, but need the sharpening. And it puts them in a place of knowing they got to get the change, but something and some, you know, somehow it's causing them to not want to They stagger by wavering. And God is just showing us what we really believe. Because many can talk to talk, but God will use someone to show you, you really don't. And I noticed that. The devil tried to lie so much on me. Quinesha is arrogant. No, sweetheart, you know me. I'm humble. That's a lie. Quinesha thinks she don't make no mistakes. That's a lie. And guess what? The truth is is shown. (laughs) That's not what Quinesha never said. I never said that. Like Christ said... You know, in so many ways, I never said I wasn't going to get up on the third day. So why are you guys crying? Why are you not in Galilee? Why are you still in Jerusalem? When I said on the third day, I'll meet you in Galilee. I never said I wasn't going to get up. I told you I was. It's like will You find yourself a lot in Christ's testimony because everything you go through, he did first. And we see the escape because of it. Because we got up. There's always an exit plan before you enter. Because you always see the end down to the beginning. Before the beginning, it is finished. And that's how God wants us to see. And we only see like that focusing on him. Up since one this morning. and got so much energy. Because I don't live from this world. Even though I'm here. Releasing heaven here. Only. Because if I look at it in the natural, I would think far ahead. I'm going to be tired, you know, this morning. I I had no sleep. That's not, no. No. I have so much energy as if I never woke up. (laughs) So much. And I have twice as much as if I slept all night. I'm not against no one who drink coffee. I tried it. I just don't, you know. I'm always you know energetic it don't benefit me anything you understand even when it comes to you know eating it's not what you eat is how much you eat and of it and Holy Spirit will tell me okay it's a lot you' eating a lot of that slow up on that okay. Slow down on the seasoning. Okay. Because we still have organs that are functioning the way they're supposed to. I haven't ate sweets that much since I was, what, 13. Because honestly, sweetheart, that's when I started smoking cigarettes. By me and my girlfriends graduating from... Elementary going to junior high school, that was what we was told that people do. They smoke cigarettes in junior high school. So we had somebody to buy us a pack. We went to the park and we smoked them. But everyone else left without, you know, a habit. But I did. Because I inhaled it. They didn't. Now I'm stuck with this habit. And it took away sweets out my mouth. I didn't want that. Then we thought, okay, drinking is, that's what we do in junior high. Okay, we grown now, quote, unquote. We 13, we grown now. <laughs> we going to junior high school. <laughs> okay, we got to get us some 40s. Everybody drinking 40s. They stopped. I'm still stuck with the drinking. And the things that would come my way didn't help. I used it as, a, you know, a coat. So much was happening. Say all the time, if I had a natural father, this would never happen, That to never happen. Yeah, that is true. But guess what? You have a heavenly father, and I'm a witness of that. He never failed me. He did just as much as my natural father did not do, and if he was there to do, God is everything good. He's my everything. The same thing you did with your father, and others do with their father, I did with God. And how glorious is it to know that I have that much faith to know that he's there to do it with me. In my spelling beats, I saw him in the audience. I didn't have to say anything, but I saw him there. The entire kingdom on my behalf. Every treaty competition. He there, cheer me on. And on both sides of the bleachers, cheering them on on the other side. Why is cheering me on? Taught me everything. Some things I didn't listen. I wanted to test the waters, but guess what? Taught me everything. Thank you, Father. You have never failed me. You never will. Thank you for being there. Thank you. Seriously, look at me, Father. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Hallelujah, sweetie. So amazing. My heart come from God. My passion come from him. My whole life he taught me, you know, what to do and what not to do, even though some things I still did. But the first thing God will ever introduce you to is love himself. You can't love me if you don't love those you see every day. Hallelujah. I don't want no one to be around me and feel like you got to talk like you or walk like you on eggshells. Because I never give no one that, you know, perception of me. Because God always had me to start with myself before I say anything. Even while I'm saying it. I never said that. And I thank God that my justification is clearly being seen. Because even if people got to go back to here, you're right. She never said it. Never said it. Quinesia would never say that I don't make mistakes or I never have made any. And God had me to get up and testify. That's nothing but... Being delivered from mistakes. Because testimony is nothing but deliverance of God's, you know, faithfulness. Receiving God's faithfulness, getting you out of and bringing you into, no matter what the testimony is, brought you out of a place of living and bringing you into this place of living, bringing great change. And I just love what's happening. I can only pray for those who are not happy for my success because it's not pleasing to have someone to even feel that way and still claim that they love God. And I start myself with that. goes for anybody. Family members, colleagues. There are some people who act like they're so happy for you and behind closed doors be so pissed off that it's you and not them. I had someone so pissed off that... God called me off my job, and they still working. Used to call me every morning when we was quarantined. Now the person back at work, and I'm, and God had me not to go back. Don't even call me in the morning anymore. Because every morning they wake up, God even had me to feel. Every morning when they wake up, they'll give, they'll give them no praise or thanks. The first thing they think about, she don't got to get up. I got to get up and she don't. That's the first thing on their mind every time. It could be anybody. You understand? You have true joy. I love the word happiness because it's a good word. Your joy is clearly seen on the outside. You are glad. You've been justified. You've been defended. Went from offended to defended. <laughs> and praise all the day long. I cannot tell you anything other than listen to God I don't know about anybody else in your path who you consider as friends but I do trust you enough trust your gift your gifting and your anointing enough for you to discern who is for you and who is not you understand you don't have to have anything other than what God say belongs to you. And what I mean by that is not how many friends you have is receiving the friends that God has positioned before you. Because I can have 25 friends And you can have three that supersedes my 25. Because your three friends are true friends. So it's not always about (laughs) quantity. And sweetheart, I can feel a little quantity on you. Yes. It's not bad, no. It's just that you love the sensation you get when you see expansion. But never forget, it must be kingdom expansion. Because the devil can also try to have things expand in your life that's not of God. You understand? I would never tell you anything wrong. Because I would never say anything of my own. Out of your entire friend list, I only really know the ones that you know. That you know I know. And that supersedes having to know any other not this, you know, not disqualifying, disarming anybody. But I'm just saying, I love what I know and I love what I see. You understand? I noticed in this season that Satan would try to bring people to get close to me to find out things about me. You ever had someone or even seen someone who, you know, were jealous or? Didn't really care, but wanted to be close. Be very careful of that. Never feed envy and never feed jealousy. Because it could become very poisonous to the point it becomes deadly. People kill because of envy. People kill because of jealousy. Because they want the person out of the picture. And they will do whatever it takes to get them out the picture. We cannot feed it. Many people entertain it, love when someone jealous of them and give them a sense of se- a security. Oh, you like what I like or you like what I or you want what I have. You want to look like me? You want to walk like me? You want to live like me? You want to pray like me? And try to give them a show to, to feed your feet it until it becomes so poisonous that it becomes deadly and toxic. Can't do that. Can't do that. We can't do that. Hallelujah. If we say no man can take our life unless we lay it down, don't lay it down by becoming entangled. And that goes for me first. All of us. Hallelujah. I see I have three, less than three minutes left. I thank you for listening. And this word is not me just talking to you, at you. It's with you. You understand? If you're around somebody who you know don't care for you, then why do you have them around? If you know somebody talk about you behind your back, then why do you have them around? I don't know what's on your page. I don't know your friend list. I don't even know what's in your life, in your reality, where you walk at, where you work at. It doesn't matter to me. Wherever there's people involved, if there's people in your path who you know don't care for you, don't have your best interest in mind, get rid of them. They're not supposed to be there. Not saying not the minister. It makes no earthly sense to know someone's fake and you entertain it, but acting as if they're not by you being fake. Don't do it. Hallelujah. Not saying that's you. I'm just saying just in case. Hallelujah. I love you. I'm not going to just tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear because exactly what you're going to do unto me, and you have been doing that to me. And guess what? I'm so bold enough. I'm so honored enough. I'm so humble. I love it. I love correction. Because I know who to get it from. Because God will send them to me. I don't have to go out searching. You understand? Trust me. You humble, you're favored. You don't have to go and reach for nothing. It's reaching out for you. Hallelujah. Stay focused. Stay focused. Stay focused on God. I love you, sweetheart. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. I am so close to you. I'm trying to tell you, you and I are already at the altar before God, before we be at the altar before God. I want you to hear me. God, been showing me this since one something this morning. He said, share this with you. We are at the altar before him, before we are at the altar. And I see us at the altar before God Receive that. I love you. It is your time and season to receive all that God has for you. Just continue to stay focused. See you loud on that. I love you.